Hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. You guys are having a fantastic day today, and as always, thank you for your support at Health Masters. I got a lot of good emails that I've been going through over the last couple days, and thank you for the support. And I'm trying to respond back to everything. And, again, if you guys need anything, be sure to check out the website or give us a call at 1-800-726-1834. We're always here to help you out the best we can. And be sure to check out the product of the week, the Purple Sticks, on sale. And also, too, in other news, is something that I saw yesterday that I thought was very interesting now is the Amazon pay-by-palm service is now starting to be enabled all across the country. They already have it in numerous stores and Whole Foods in Seattle and various parts of Washington. It has now hit Austin, Texas, and it's planned to land in multiple other states here in the foreseeable future, which is very strange to me. As I've told you guys before, I find this whole concept very uh, mark of the beastish, so to speak. The video shows customers waving their right hand for contactless payments. The pay-by-palm service is enabled by Amazon One devices, which links the user's entire palm signature to their debit or credit card. They said Amazon One is all about making everyday activities like paying at a store easier and more convenient for customers. We built Amazon One to offer a quick, reliable source and secure way for people to identify themselves and authorize the transaction while they move through their day. Now, I'm I'm no rocket scientist here, but I've shopped quite a bit on in person, and I don't really recall the fact that it's massively convenient just to be able to wave your hand other than pull out a credit card or pull out cash or swipe a card or insert a card or whatever dozen different options you have right now. Obviously, this isn't about convenience. As everybody knows, Amazon's stance is not about customer service. It is about control, monitoring, and algorithmic responses to see what people actually buy, all while putting small businesses out of business. That is the overall concept and pretty much the mission statement of Amazon, if you read between the lines. And the more I read into this and I started detailing into this, it's very creepy, not only what they're starting to promote, because every single video it shows people using and basically showing how it works, it's everybody's right hand that they scan over this barcode system. And it reads everything. It reads the creases. It reads your your fingerprints. It reads your signature. It also has a thermal signature, which reads apparently your veins in your hand. There is no way to fake this. I mean, it, once it once it identifies you, this technology is very, very advanced, which is kind of funny as well because it's all about convenience, right? And it's all about you know saving money and doing this. Well, credit card machines are relatively cheap and have been out for decades, but yet now they're wanting to roll out this brand new thermal palm reading signature scanning technology to put at every single uh, basically uh, checkout station at these stores. I can guarantee you this technology is not cheap compared to credit card reading machines, but yet they're saying it's all about convenience for the customer. Nah, definitely not convenience for the customer. They said Amazon's expansion is all about maintaining privacy as well, including how Amazon may use the data for advertising and tracking purposes. The images are encrypted and sent to a highly secure area we custom-built for Amazon One in a cloud where we create your palm signature and store it. Oh, so that's right. So they can go in now and use your palm scanning and basically use it for future references on what you're going to purchase. Because remember, 
just because you use a credit card doesn't mean you can necessarily directly target somebody's purchase habit because you may have multiple authorized users on a card. You may have somebody that uses somebody else's card. However, you start tying in what people buy with their palm, there's no question about it that they are the ones purchasing that item so they can monitor you more and more and build a platform around you all at the same time is what happens when they start saying, oh, sorry, these uh, these 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 registers don't take debit cards anymore. They don't take credit cards. They definitely don't take cash. Uh, you basically have to set up your palm scanner if you want to purchase something here at Whole Foods to buy food and supplies for your family. Uh, I better you better believe there's going to be a lot of people that are going to go along with it, just like the ones that went along with the mask and the social distancing and everything else in between. So something just to think about and be aware of. Also, too, in other news, this is something that's kind of interesting and also very telling to show you how far they're going to start trying to reach to let everybody know that not only do the courts should not have the rights, but the CDC should essentially have all control over everything when it comes to health, which they don't, but they're trying to twist and confuse the populace into thinking so. Fauci emerged from his black hole under his cockroach nest yesterday on CNN and basically began to tell everybody, that the mass mandate that was deemed unlawful, the judge should not have had the authority to do so. <laughs> he said that she exceeded, basically, uh, he, was, he was surprised and disappointed, and that she ex- exceeded her authority. He said those types of things are really on the purview of the CDC as this is a public health issue. For a court to come in and interfere with that is unfortunate because it's against public health principles. It is really not particularly firm on the rationale she had, and we're concerned about that, about courts getting involved in things that are public health decisions. This is a CDC issue and should not have been a court issue. He also went on to say it was perfectly logical for the CDC to continue to extend the mask mandate as long as they see fit. And then he goes on to try to twist the narrative, and he goes, the thing about this is the CDC had already said they were extending it to the 2nd of May, and that was their right to do so. And essentially, if everything was good, they were going to drop the mask mandate on the 2nd. There was no reason for her to do this early. Now, obviously, we all know that was a complete and total lie. Fauci is like the king of moving the goalposts, as he has done so for almost two and a half years now, continuing to tell people, well, it's just another two weeks. It's just another 30 days. It's just another one-month mandate. We'll, we'll evaluate it again next month and see what we need to do. And obviously, as you know, once tyrants are given absolute power to do whatever they want, they take absolute control, and they continue to tell people and give them a carrot on a stick. As the same CNN analyst, uh, what was her, Miss Wu Tang or whatever her name was, got on CNN and said, the vaccines and the permission to travel freely and be able to go and do things should be the carrot on the stick for everyone so that they get the shot. This is what these people are known for doing is they're great psyop individuals. They do fantastic jobs at doing psychological operations on people. Now they're coming out now and they're saying that the judge that ruled in this – Uh, Judge Mitzel, they're saying that she was not qualified for her position when she was nominated for her role. There's been like 15 different outlets now that have been parroting the exact same thing. The problem with this is they're not at all actually reading the entire letter that came from the Bar Association. The Bar Association said when she was basically put in her position – that she did not have the minimum recommended 12 years experience in practice of law for being qualified. However, 
it says that fewer than 12 years of experience does not necessarily disqualify a nominee, they also noted. They stated that she had been eight years since she had passed the bar, working with various judges, U.S. Attorney in Virginia, Counsel of the Office of Attorney, Attorney General, Trial Attorney for the Department of Justice, and a year for a private practice in D.C., and they said the importance of substantial courtroom and trial experience is related to professional competence. And then on, later on to say, though, nonetheless, her resume was impressive and lauded her work in, as a keen intellect. According to the ABA's jur- judicial rating guidelines, they said that the integrity, professional competence, and judicial temperament was excellent with her, and that essentially there's still roughly 3% of federal judges who are not classified as fully qualified or not qualified after an ABA evaluation. Which means what they're saying in the mainstream media is completely and totally erroneous. This was back from years ago when she was appointed on the Trump administration. As they stated, she was not qualified. However, her credentials and her resume were still excellent, and she was essentially a great judge. They're taking this one simple snippet of a not qualified docket, meaning she did not have more than 12 years of experience as a trial attorney, and using this as an excuse now to eviscerate her in the mainstream media. Now, I'm sure they're going to try to use this in the appeals court that they're pushing this up to, and they're going to try to use it as a Hail Mary to try to grasp their last-ditch effort of control. Because remember, there are really no mandates in Florida. There's really no ability to control the populace anymore with these asinine health measures that the CDC tried to arbitrarily and illegally force on people. The masks were the last real ditch effort to try to control and submit the population when they traveled freely on their way. And this is what you're constantly starting to see now is lies and propaganda in the media, while at the same time they're completely ignoring the fact that the Title 42 incident is now occurring and that we're now having unfettered immigration into the United States at a rapid race that we've never witnessed before, even more than back in the Obama era. And yet nobody's even discussing that on mainstream media. They're now all talking about how this judge was not qualified as more obfuscation and theater to keep everybody focused on their mainstream media lies, while at the same time, people should essentially feel guilty for not wearing a mask on a plane is what they're now starting to say. Uh, yeah, I've got news for all these clowns. They can go kick rocks because the about 90 to 95 percent of people that I know, even people that may be leftists, maybe the Democrats, majority of them do not support any of this anymore. As we all know, the whole thing has turned into a giant sham and a control freak method from these people that do not want to relinquish their control and power. So now what do they do? They obfuscate in the media and try to make this a huge deal while not discussing anything else that's going on right now in the country because apparently the Ukraine-Russian narrative has failed. That's over with now. That served its purpose to keep everybody occupied facing that. And now we're going back to the COVID theater in the United States. What do you think, Deb? Uh, I think that was an excellent, excellent synopsis, and, and you're absolutely right. Uh, the freedom is based on the carrot on the stick with these guys. You know, it's what it is. You know, you have a mule, and they have a carrot, and they hang it out in front of him with a cane pole. I used to do this, by the way. And the mule wants the carrot so bad, he walks towards the carrot to pull the wagon, and they keep it out there for him. Uh, because they learned that sooner or later, even if you spank the mule, he won't listen. Mules are stubborn like that. And so they'd rather use the carrot on the stick. And they're using that mask as the carrot on the stick to get vaccinated. And Fauci said this. He's blatantly said that the freedom is the main thing that people are going to want back and they're going to force them to get vaccinated. And it's the freedom to go 
you know, freely unmolested on your way. It's the freedom basically to say, hey, look, you know, this is not okay with us. We're not going to, you know, you know, wear a muzzle. Uh, so United Airlines and American Airlines now, and, you know, and they're all saying, and Delta's all saying now that they're going to try to allow the people back onto the planes. They're on the do not fly list. They're welcome back as long as they behave themselves. And I'm like, oh, gosh. And see, and this is what it all boils down to, isn't it? They want to make sure that you are an obedient slave. And they can't do that if they give you your freedoms back and, and basically take the mask away as something that they can legally put back in anytime they want. That wretched, hideous, satanic, awful school board here that we where we live, they didn't get rid of the mask mandate. They suspended it to allow themselves to bring it back any time they wanted. You know, we went down there and pitched an absolute fit. You guys heard us on both on YouTube until they took it down after like, you know, thirty seconds, but they were forced to put it back up because the entire school board hearing was left up on youtube and so uh, mike appealed that and said look it's already up here why can't we leave it up here and they did but the thing about it was is that it was going viral and they had to stop that of what we said as far as cultural marxism etc cetera, etc cetera. and this is always the mantra of the left it's always punishment punishment that's what stalin did what does stalin say if i don't kill at least fifteen thousand people a day I'm just not happy, and we're not progressing with our goals as he killed between 60 and 100 million of his own citizens. They always do this, the satanic cabal that runs everything. And you know, it's interesting. Martin Luther King had a really good quote. I'm going to read it to you. And here's what it says. It says, cowardice asks a question. Is it safe? Expediency asks a question. Is it political? Vanity asks a question. Is it popular? But conscience asks a question. Is it right? And there comes a time when one must take a position that is neither safe nor politically correct nor popular. But one must take it because it is right. Guys, that's what we try to do on the show. You know, I had a, another top toast show host and basically a physician who's working and helping us and doing all the things. And she told me yesterday and told me today that she needed our prayers and that she basically announced that there was treason at the highest levels of the military on a national show and that if she was killed, for me to please prosecute it and make sure that the people who did it be brought to justice. Oh, yeah, I got that text this morning. So this thing that we're doing on the Ted and Austin Brower Show, and I want to thank you for your support because for, for you guys, we couldn't be doing it, is doing the best we possibly can to bring you the truth to the best of our knowledge. And like Austin just said, the political theater of the war now in the Ukraine has run its course. And quite frankly, I think it was 90% lies of what we heard on the mainstream media. I really do. I covered a lot of that last week. And so now it's not interesting the public anymore because they have a very short attention span. So they've learned from their algorithms as soon as something falls back off, they can start pushing the narrative in that particular topic again to try to build their momentum back up again as far as more vaccines with six of them in the pipeline now this is important that people understand this and i i told you guys this you know a year and a half ago when trump lost the election and everybody was sending me letters and emails well now this whole thing with the vaccine is going to go away they're going to open the country back up again because it was all political theater by the democrats to get joe biden elected well i got a newsflash for you joe biden didn't get elected that was fraud Secondly, I also told you that they don't shut down the entire economic world engine because of Donald Trump or because of the United States. This is the World Economic Forum bringing us to heal. That's what this is. The problem is we, the citizens of the United States of America, we don't like dictators and we don't like tyrants and we don't really put up with it. That's why the people who moved to this country 
three, four, five hundred years ago, a hundred years ago who immigrated over. They had enough of where they were. The problem we have now is because of cultural Marxism, which I covered in depth on Monday. Do not miss that show this week. I talk about why they bring people in from other countries to destroy the very fabric of our society. Now, I had a, you, you know, like with me, I, I don't, I don't care for Elon Musk. You know, but but here's the deal: even a blind acorn gets stuff right every once in a while. And I'm sorry, <laughs> even a blind squirrel can find an acorn every once in a while. Here's the article: Elon Musk blames the woke mind virus. For making Netflix unwatchable after it lost almost 200,000 subscribers and the shares dipped 25%. Streaming giant looks at cheaper ad-supported version to boost customer base. Musk agreed that the woke mind virus is the biggest threat to civilization. Elon Musk has slammed the unwatchable Netflix for becoming infected by the woke mind virus as the streaming giant hemorrhages subscribers. Now, what are they saying about that? Here's what the main reason. It's the queer stuff. Now, that's about as blunt as I can get on that. It's the queer stuff. And if people understood how offensive this is, the ones who were promoting it, if they really understood it, they would simply walk away from it and say, you know what? We're not going to do this. We're not going to put the queer stuff up. America's not ready for it. But that's not what they do. They push the narrative, and they push the envelope as far as they can with risque, filthy garbage. Because to them, if they do that, they're going to move the dice a little bit forward. They're going to move the goalposts, move the ball a bit closer to the goalpost. And it doesn't matter if they move one inch. It doesn't matter if they move a foot. It doesn't matter if they move a yard. It's moving. And that's all they care about is to change the heart and the culture of the American population. Remember yesterday. I was talking about the Russian Orthodox Church and how it was basically going into detail about how we have entered into a struggle that is not physical but a metaphysical significance, the patriarch said in a sermon on March the 6th. Okay, He went on to say that God was on Russia's side, and he said today there is a test for loyalty to this new world order, a kind of path to that happy world, the world of excess consumption, the world of false freedom, he said. Do you know what the test is? I said it yesterday twice. I'm going to say it again today. The test is very simple and at the same time terrible. It is the gay pride parade. That's why we apparently are the only show that has the tenacity and the chutzpah and the fortitude, I guess, to talk about this agenda and how it's tied together with the hermaphroditic agenda of the worship of Einsof and Baal and Baphomet and all of these different gods that these people have that are all the same entities, and basically they're all hermaphrodites as far as the snake in a tree they worship, and they believe that we should be an hermaphroditic species, that we should basically be a transgender, that we should be gay, because that's closer to their god than any other thing that we could possibly choose. The acid test is the gay pride parade. Remember in Israel last year, they had that big gay pride event, which walked down the Via Della Rosa, in Israel, walked down where Jesus walked, and they had 450,000 Jews in attendance who basically wanted to watch the gays march on the street. Personally, I find that kind of stuff extremely offensive because it completely contradicts the word of God. It is immoral. It's Sodom and Gomorrah. God has already told you how he feels about that. He already destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. It's not like he made a big secret out of it. He told you how he felt. 
And that's why Jesus came to deliver us from the evil one to allow us not to have to be lured, lured into temptation. So what do they do? They put out an Internet that you can get free porn anytime you want it, whenever you want it, however you want it, whatever you want to see. And they did it to the little children. Then on top of everything else, they pushed the gay pride, transgender pride, transgender grooming of our children through Disney World to basically force our children to be confused and hopefully, in their eyes, become queers and transgenders. Guys, here's the thing. If you're queer or you're a transgender and you're listening to this show, which I don't think you would be because you'd be so offended at this point, you even have to admit it's gone too far. It's gone too far. I mean, you know, gays, queers, whatever you want to call them, used to be in the closet. They didn't really want people to know their lifestyles, and they were private about it. Now they're out in the open about it when everybody to accept it. You look at the gay Kenyan, Barack Obama now. He's calling for more censorship. He says the First Amendment does not apply to Facebook and Twitter. Now, why are they doing this? He delivered this speech at Stanford University after months studying the subject about why he's queer, I guess, why he's married to a guy, a transgender, and why we should be allowed to censor everybody who says something against this. Here's what he said. He describes himself as pretty close to the First Amendment absolutionist, but immediately declared that it did not apply to social media companies. The First Amendment is a check on the power of the state. It doesn't apply to private companies like Facebook and Twitter. He said calling for more value judgments on content moderation and censorship on social media. Now, why is he saying this? Barack Obama wants full censorship of the media so that the transgender hermaphroditic satanic filth that they are promoting can be continued to be promoted without censorship. That's what this boils down to. And so we have to understand who's doing this, why they're doing it, and what they're involved in. Barack Obama's like Joan Rivers was. Okay, They've been put out in front of us, and billions and billions and hundreds of billions of dollars have been spent in some cases to make these people like a leader to people who want to be led by them. And so they can't take them out of the mainstream media and put them into retirement mode as long as there's still value left in them as far as censorship of what they want to do with Facebook and as far as them influencing large amounts of people. Remember, Barack Obama is the one who pushed the women and the little girls to have to use the bathroom with men. He's the one who did that because his wife's a transgender. It's a bunch of sick weirdos running this planet, and they're part of it. Always remember that. He's being used as a front guy now because he has enough age left on him and he's got enough ability to speak he is a good orator i'll give him that as long as you put a teleprompter in front of him now if you have him speak without a teleprompter he's not very good he makes a lot of stupid mistakes and says a lot of stupid things so that's his real life it's like that one girl cortez aoc you take her in front of a teleprompter she can read the teleprompter pretty well because she's an actress you take her and you try to interview her she's an idiot she's an absolute moron And so this is the new world order that's running things. They control the narrative, and they make people famous. And then if they don't do what they're supposed to do because they have so much influence, if Barack Obama suddenly came out and said, we should have open Internet with no censorship whatsoever, the transgender ideal is not what we need to be focusing on. We need to be focusing on Christian values. He would immediately either be replaced by a body double or he'd be killed. I'm I'm just telling you that. You can't come off the chain like Joan Rivers did and say everybody knows that Barack Obama's gay and his wife's a tranny. You can't do that or you find yourself dead. And this is the group that runs the planet. I talked about it in depth yesterday about how they are controlled and what they do with the controlling forces that they use. Guys, you got to keep praying. 
Sharon and I prayed for you this morning, and we love you. We absolutely think you guys are the best of the best, and we thank you for your support of Health Masters. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, for he is the only answer. He delivered us from the evil one. He won the victory on the cross, and all they're trying to do is force this planet back under the control openly of the satanic cartel. Austin, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story? Well, you're exactly right. That's what they've been trying to do the entire time. And this is the issue that I have with this whole agenda that's continued to push. Just listen to me for a second here. Biblical principles, morals, ethics, values, they're usually set in stone, right? You have a specific set of values that you hold true to that, and those are yours. Those are your convictions, especially when they're biblically based. They don't really push forward. They don't really push back. They're set in stone. And so Ten Commandments was set in stone. It wasn't just literally. It was figuratively. They're set in stone. That's where that term comes from. So they're there. They're not trying to push forward. They're not trying to push back. They're set where they are. The issue I have with this unbelievably militant, aggressive agenda that we've seen now with Disney and some of these other groups is they are not any ethics or morals that these individuals particularly have. <laughs> and in general, nothing's set in stone with them. They are constantly on an offensive nature. They're constantly trying to push their agenda forward past the line. They know where most of our lines are drawn. They know where our values are set in stone. They're not okay with that. They want to corrupt those values. They want to push past that line, and they do not respect anything we have set in stone. They're diametrically opposed to everything we're about. So trying to say, well, you just have to be inclusive. You just have to go along and accept it if they want to go push this on you, and you can't say anything about it. You really just need to be you know, just quiet and just kind of let them do their thing. The answer is absolutely not. If they think they have the right to continue to make these comments, which technically they do under the First Amendment, then we absolutely have the rights to make our comments under the First Amendment. It goes both ways. I can't be any more abundantly clear on that. I've said this to numerous people, and a lot of people get really mad at me about that topic. Yesterday I was in the gym, my workout partner. And he said he's got a few people that he knows from high school and a teacher he knows from high school that are hardcore leftists on Facebook. And so, you know, they're like friends on Facebook. I don't have Facebooks. So I, I don't know how the whole, whole kit and caboodle works. CIA built it, and I don't support anything the CIA operates. But regardless, they he's, – he's watching some of their stuff, and he said one of the forums got brought up about this whole removing this Reedy Creek exemption from Disney. So that Disney actually has to pay property taxes. Disney actually has to abide by the building commissioner standards in Florida. They can't just do whatever they want and run around and build whatever they want and basically operate everything internally like they've been doing. As I told on the Doug Hagman show yesterday, I explained that to everybody, is that the district, this Reedy Creek district that Disney operates under, they can build new structures at any place they want, anywhere they want, and pay minimum impact fees for the construction without the approval of local planning commissions. They don't have to get approval to put a new resort in by the local planning commission. I found this out the other day when I was doing more research on it. They simply come in and say, we, Disney, Reedy Creek Corporation, are going to build another eight-story condominium resort complex on this part of our property. What do the impact fees need to be? 
oh, you guys need to pay you know $10,000 in impact fees to build this. Here's the impact fees. We do everything internally. The inspections are done internally. The approval's done internally. Nothing's done outside of Disney after that. They literally do anything they want. They're classified as a government island. This is absolutely egregious for any entity to operate like this. It has this much pull and produces this much cash flow and sucks this much money out of the state of Florida. Because remember, they bring in revenue, but how much revenue is actually pumped back into Florida? Huh? They're not paying property taxes. They're not significantly doing anything for Florida. They're essentially a state operating inside of a state, which means their money that they bring in through their revenue and through their tourism doesn't necessarily support a whole lot of Florida anymore if nothing actually goes back. Now, you may have people flying here and staying at the resorts or go to the theme parks and go to restaurants. Okay, got that. But in essence, if they're bringing in $80 billion a year globally through China, through California, and through Florida, why in the world is they not supporting the Florida infrastructure at all? Just a million-dollar question. And so one of the girls on there on Facebook, on Clayton's Facebook, he said, he said she, she was, why are people picking on Disney? Don't, don't pick on Mickey Mouse. They haven't done anything wrong. DeSantis just wants to ruin everything. And I started laughing. You show me something. I mean, I was laughing. He goes, dude, these people are so unhinged. They do not live in a normal reality. And I said, I know. That's the problem with them. And these are the people that want to teach your children about gender ideology. Oh, you can't make it up. And they wonder why we don't want them talking to kids about sexual orientation because a lot of these people are nuts. They're completely and totally bonkers. They don't operate in a normal reality with anybody else. They simply live in their own fantasy realm. And these are the same people that want to tell you there's 85 different genders or 65 or 90. I don't, I can't, I don't know. I don't remember anymore. I can't keep up with it all. And they want to tell you that it doesn't matter what reality is, what the laws of nature are. You simply can be anything you want to be anytime you want at any point in time. And it doesn't matter because you could just live in a pretend fantasy world. These are the people that you have to protect your children from at all costs, my friends. Listen to me, because these are the very people that are going for the souls of your children. And I know that sounds really harsh, but I'm telling you right now, if these people truly believe this stuff and they're open about this stuff, this is what they're going for. I saw a video yesterday, very disturbing video, that was basically doing interviews out in California. It was with Savannah Hernandez, and she went out to basically some of the boardwalk areas in certain parts of California, and she was asking residents if they basically supported this new California infanticide bill is what a lot of people are calling it. And it's saying that essentially that the parents and the mom can't really be held accountable for anything that happens to the child after they're born up to a certain date is really what it goes on to here. And they're saying, oh, it doesn't mean that. Well, opponents of the bill – said it protects mothers and accomplices, basically, who allow breathing newborns to die. But the supporters of the bill said it prevents women from being prosecuted by any actions or emissions related to pregnancy, including miscarriage, stillbirth, abortion, or perinatal death. They're also saying now, while the definition of perinatal death may vary and refer to the demise of newborns up to seven days old under California code, the perinatal period is defined as the period from the established of pregnancy to one month following delivery. The critics' concern with the bill's inclusion of perinatal death is that it recently modified the bill's language to narrow the definition of perinatal death to include due to any pregnancy-related cause, 
But the family, the California Family Council contends that since pregnancy-related cause is not defined anywhere in the bill, a mother who takes the life of her newborn or neglects her newborn and dies and then post that says she's postpartumly depressed as a pregnancy-related cause could easily be used as this to not prosecute the mother for essentially neglecting her child up to a month from birth. Now, this girl that was doing this, his interview, Savannah Hernandez, she asked one of the ladies, she goes, what do you think about this new bill? You know, Do you think it would be, just in general, do you think it would be okay for a mother to neglect her child up to seven days after birth and to basically the baby dies and the mother's you know, not held accountable? And the girl goes, well, you know, if it supports the mom's rights, I don't see a problem with that. She asked another guy, and she goes, what do you think about this? He goes, well, quite frankly – I don't think the mother should be held responsible for having to take care of the child. You know, if the baby dies up until 10 months after birth, I don't really see an issue on why the mother should be responsible for that. I'm not joking, you guys. These people weren't paid actors. They were blatantly talking about this. She goes up to another girl and she goes, what do you think about this abortion bill? She goes, oh, I think it's fantastic. She goes, I had multiple abortions. She goes, I'm going to keep having abortions until I feel like I'm ready to be a mother because they're one of the greatest things ever. I don't see a reason why people are even upset about them. I mean, I'm talking blank face, dark eyes, dark soul, blatantly saying I've had multiple abortions. I'm going to keep having them. And I, I watched more and more of it, and it was just so disturbing who she was talking to. And these girls were just, I mean, so callous, so dark. And I'm like, and this is the state with the headquarters of Disney that wants to dictate what we can do over here in Florida? Yeah, that's a hard pass for me. And it's ironic to me, the very same people that are running around ranting and raving about how we shouldn't be doing this to Disney and Disney's inclusive and they include everybody. You're talking about the same company that operates Disneyland China. The country that will literally butcher and murder people if they talk bad about the communist regime. The country that stated that if you have more than one child at one point in time, back in their old bill, that you cannot have another child. There was a one-child-only policy, and the other children had to be aborted. The same country that states if they catch you in some type of homosexual behavior that they don't deem okay, they will execute you for it. The same country that states if you're having any type of religious meeting that they don't deem appropriate, they'll arrest everybody and haul them off to a concentration camp never to be seen again. That China... California is operating their Disney World land in. So don't preach to me about Disney as some type of inclusive business, and they're absolutely bent on making sure everybody feels welcome because they don't. They're concerned about promoting their agenda and compromising the United States and the forcing it to be a communist indoctrinated society while at the same time raking in billions of dollars from one of the most violent communist regimes in recorded history in China right now. So please, my friends, make sure you have some ammunition and research before some of these clowns come at you about, Disney's inclusive. They take care of everybody. They want everybody to be happy. No, they don't. They don't care about they don't care about anybody but making sure they push their not-so-secret gay agenda, I quote from one of the executive producers, and producing massive, massive troves of cash flow for their company. That is what they are concerned with right now. They do not care about making everybody feel good because if they did, they wouldn't be blatantly telling everybody that they're forcing this opinion on each other and that California and that China 
Disneyland is a perfectly great place when everybody knows that China is unbelievably oppressive. Look at what they're doing in Shanghai right now. Tens of millions of people locked down, locked in their apartments. You've seen the videos. Dozens of videos now of people jumping out of buildings, committing suicide. They've tried to block all of it now. Doug Hagman posted some the other day. I'll be on his show tonight for his birthday show if you guys want to listen to that. It's going to be a great show. But last week he showed videos of it. It's disturbing. I mean, I, I, it is. People just jumping out of windows, jumping off balconies. They can't get out. They've literally cordoned off and blocked down entire apartment complexes. won't let people out because it's all for the greater safety, right? It's for your protection. We're locking you in your building. We're starving you. We're stealing your pets from you and basically throwing them in bags on the side of the road for, for your protection. That's the communist regime that Disney directly supports and directly tells you that you need to support Disney because, oh, that's right, they're inclusive. No, my friends, they're not inclusive. They're not what you think they are. They will literally eject you and trespass warn you on their property if you carry a lawful concealed firearm on your person because they have you on facial recognition database system. One of the most advanced CCTV platforms in the entire country is at EBCOD. They advance that stuff through Homeland Security. They've tested it out and tried it to a perfection over in that compound that they have, and they're 25,000 acres. So, yes, I'm very glad they're about to get waxed with taxes considering everybody else gets hit down here in Florida. Also, to in other news, this is very interesting as well that I saw. While we continue to tell everybody that the vaccines for your safety and more and more research now is coming out, finding out that's the diametrically opposed topic that you're not allowed to talk about, it is not for your safety, even though they tell us it continue is. The UDRA Vigilance, the European Database of Suspected Adverse Drug Reaction Reports, has been updated this week, and they are now saying the COVID-19 adverse drug reactions is at 4.1 million injuries through April 9th, along with 43,005 people dead directly from the COVID injection now. This has not been anything about public safety or public health. That's why you can tell for a fact that the masks have nothing to do with public health or public safety. This is all about control, dominance, submission, and figuring out how far they can take it while making people as sick as possible. That's why I encourage everybody, continue to be boisterous, continue to be vocal, and continue to stand up for what you truly believe. I've been so proud of so many people that I've heard from personally, talked to via emails, that have been pushing back, that did not get the shot in their business, that did not comply with it. And essentially, in most cases, the company was forced to accept it, and especially down here in the medical community. The hospitals were trying to push, and I helped numerous people. I said, dude, you have a strongly held religious belief. The only thing that I have not been able to help out anybody with is in the military. And that's because essentially, well, you're government GI. It's just part of it, man. When you sign those papers and you go in the military, you're pretty much not you anymore. The government owns you. As sad as that is, as much as I respect so many of my friends that served in the military, they are showing now the upper levels of military rank. They're showing how much they actually care about their military service members when they're forcing them. Most of them, I talked to you guys yesterday about Kavanaugh and Barrett, the complete and total turncoats that we have in the Supreme Court now, rejected. The Air Force Airman, who's an F-16 fighter pilot on reserve, they rejected his appeal to get the shot, basically to not get the shot, because he stated he had COVID antibodies along with a religious exemption. And they said, no, we're going to basically demote you and basically drop you down and rank. You're done. Your job here is done. You're basically going to be like janitorial service now for the rest of your career until it's over with because you refuse to get the shot. That's Kavanaugh, that's Barrett, that's the two clowns that we have in the Supreme Court now that are 100%, in my opinion, pure 
turncoats. They belong back to the British, and they should be treated as such now. I have no support for them, and Dad called both of them out when they were looking at nominating them. And quite frankly, he was right about both of them now. What do you think, Dad? Well, also, they were basically given to Trump. They, you know, Trump didn't do any vetting on them. I mean, he was told no, to put he them didn't. In. That's how they got pushed through so fast because they, 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 they knew they were going to do this. There's something in their background, something they've been involved in that they're easy to control. It's just what it is. And as far as this person who's the military individual who basically is an officer, F-16 pilot, who basically is now going to be demoted, I, I'm sure they'll give him an option of resigning his commission. Because, you know, officers don't have to stay in the military. They can resign their commission. And they don't have to be, you know, in most cases, let's say something really egregious, uh, they can just leave. They don't have, they don't want somebody they're leading who doesn't want to be there. Now, in some cases, they may still prosecute them and basically throw them in the brig. Uh, we had that happen to a friend of ours. And this is way back when, when they were supposed to get that anthrax shot with the Gulf War. His name was Eric, and he was a helicopter pilot. He was an officer, and he refused to get – he had – I think he, he has 12 children, and he literally said, I can't do this. I can't take a risk of you know taking this shot and dying from it. People were dying from it, and they straight had to build a brig for an officer for him. They did, and then they put him on trial. Now, I don't know if he was just trying to fight it or he didn't want to resign or whatever, but he, got a, he was basically – you know he was given a dishonorable discharge and kicked out. He's lucky he didn't go to jail for an extended period of time. And he, he told us the whole story also tonight one time because he used to live out in Montana. We talked to him. So the military is weird. As Austin's right, once you sign those papers, you no longer have a right to make your own choices. If the higher-ups and the generals and the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff decide they're going to tell you what to do, you're going to do it. You're going to follow orders. That's part of the military training. That's part of the chain of command. So the best thing to do is just if they're not going to let you have freedom and they're going to make you do things that are going to kill you, just resign if you can and step away and get out if they'll let you. Now, with enlisted, that's a whole different level of not having the ability to step away from it. By the way, I spoke to you yesterday. I spoke to a young lady who was a secretary, and I was talking to her, and, and I asked her. She was she kind of had a head cold, and I started talking to her, and I asked her, have you had the COVID shot? She's 22 years old. She goes, no. I said, oh, why not? She goes, well, I'm not going to put something in my body. She goes, to me, it's poisonous. I've read too much stuff about it. And she has, she has a little two-year-old child, and I said, have your, has your child had shots? She goes, no, nobody gets shots. <laughs> and I thought to myself, yeah, yeah. We got a 22-year-old standing on the ground like that. I like that. She says, I'm not going to do it. My kid's not getting shots. I'm not getting shots. Nobody's getting shots. And I'm like, okay. And, I, and the other day, we were up in, uh, up, in uh, up in Blairsville, up in Georgia, a little bit north of there. And we were in a little town, and we were looking at some real estate stuff up there. And some lady who was a realtor said to me, she said she had used to work for the FBI. She was a police officer. And I asked her, I said, did you get the shot? And she goes, no. And I said, oh. She goes, she goes I'm, I was a former police officer. I, I actually worked with the FBI. And I asked a bunch of questions about the shot that they couldn't answer properly. And I just said, no, I'm not going to do this because they can't answer the questions. And I thought, okay, well done. So we're making a difference, guys. And people are finally, finally starting to wake up because people have had enough of it. Because you remember Disney, like Austin was talking about, is awful. I told you the story multiple times about what happened over there with us when some psychotic liberal starts going berserk because my wife was laughing on a ride and called the police on us. I've told you the story in depth. And, you know, of course, nothing happened, but she was just lying about everything because she was a liberal and she was a weirdo and she wanted to have control over everyone who was there. And that's the problem with the liberals. And Austin was talking about that in California with these abortions and letting these children die. They are so twisted in their head now because, you know, they, remember, these guys were trained in the school system that's twisted them, you know, with the transgender ideology, with the homosexual ideology, with the woke agenda, different pronouns, all this weird, stupid stuff that you've got to go through. And they were basically put through this 
you know, and indoctrinated. And so their brains just don't work right. They don't think the way we think as people that have been trained in Christianity and trained in the ways of the war, war uh, trained to the way of the word. Like Austin said, the Ten Commandments are put in stone, literally, by, you know, God with Moses. See, this is important that we understand that they're not of our mindset. They're so stupid. They're so stupid. They would rather destroy the United States of America than to try to support it. That's who they are. They want to destroy everything because, remember, they're, they're their father's children. Satan comes to rob, kill, steal, and destroy. They can't have joy in someone basically being blessed and someone having a business and someone having great children and someone teaching their children the, the stories of Jesus and raising them to be Christians. They can't be happy that somebody has choice like that. They don't want you to have that choice because they're miserable in their own sin. And we need to understand that. And then we've got to take a look at the sex, death, global leader cult that runs the planet, runs the Great Reset. It's interesting. Uh, there's an article that was just recently published by Johnny Vedmore, and he was talking about who runs the World Economic Forum and who's currently, currently waging wars against the Great Reset. And he said that founder and director Klaus Schwab's three mentors – listen to this. This is going to give you some attention here on what they are because I mean, these are all Kabbalists, all of them, as far as being controlled via Kabbalah. Klaus Schwab's three mentors were the most influential people in America's thermonuclear deterrence program, as well as the leading proponents of a one-world government. Henry Kissinger, who's a slimy little dude, I met him before, recruited Klaus Schwab at the International Harvard Seminar, just thought I'd mention that, which was funded by the CIA, of course. During this time, Kissinger was focused on global governance and depopulation. But it was with the Council on Foreign Relations that Kissinger became a major player by wargaming psychological operations involving America's growing thermonuclear weapons arsenal and writing the book on nuclear weapons and foreign policy. John Galbraith, who basically taught economics, was a highly influential economist who helped Klaus Schwab create the New World Economic Forum. Now, let me tell you something about Galbraith. This guy's all about some. His economic theory ties right together with the Federal Reserve Bank, how the international banking supply has to – the Federal Reserve has to continue to increase the money supply to cause growth in the United States, thereby increasing the debt. But he never goes into detail on how you're supposed to pay debt back when you can't pay the interest off because it was never printed. This is the kind of stuff that I was taught with economic policy when I was in the MBA program at Florida State University. If I had known who these people were at that point, I'd simply ask these questions and kind of racked everybody's brain about this. But I didn't know this back you know, 40 years ago. Now, Galbraith was an economist at Harvard who traveled to Germany in 1938 to study land policies under Hitler's National Socialist Movement. You can't make it up. From there, he went to work for the advisory committee for the FDR's New Deal, the FDR and other communists. After World War II ended – his work shifted into nuclear weapons. Galbraith was tasked with evaluating the economic effects of the wartime bombing. He interrogated Nazi war criminal Albert Speer and was sent to Hiroshima and Nagasaki to evaluate the damage caused by nuclear weapons. By 1968, Galbraith had joined Kissinger in his pursuit of a one-world government. It was during this time that Kissinger introduced Galbraith to Klaus Schwab along with Herman Kahn. Kahn, Kahn, this is, again, more Kabbalist guys, who in 1967 suggested subverting democracy by trading in a select group of world leaders, which later became the World Economic Forum's Young Global Leaders. Both Kissinger and Galbraith were heavily involved in the religion of nuclear war deterrent, warfare, 
But Herman Kahn was, as the New Yorker puts it, the heavyweight of the mega-death intellectuals and is commonly referred to as the real Dr. Strangelove. Guys, you can't make this stuff up. Kahn wrote the official military policy on nuclear deterrence and believed that if everyone had nuclear weapons, the world would be safe. By the late 60s, Kahn was pushing for a European Union and joined Galbraith in 1970 on the European speaking tour to support Klaus Schwab's recruitment drive for the European Union's first management symposium, now known as the World Economic Forum. And while they were doing this, Klaus Schwab helped merge his father's nuclear weapon company into a company then directed it directed to legally illegally build nuclear weapons for the South African government. In 1972, the Club of Rome published The Limits to Growth, which planted the seeds of depopulation agenda, while Kahn, Kissinger, and Galbraith helped Schwab get started. In 72, the Club of Rome's founder was invited by Schwab to make a keynote speech in 1973. This whole economic forum is the who's who of the satanic sex death cult that runs the planet. Now, remember, the first meeting was done by the CIA. I've told you repeatedly that the CIA is a satanic organization and they used to have witches on their payroll and it's completely compromised and controlled via the international banking cartel satanic Luciferian cult. This is the group that runs the world. We've talked about this so many times on the show. But I want to give you some background and some detail into who these clowns are, how they got started, how you can now see this World Economic Forum has been pushing this thing all the way up now. For over 50, 60 years, that's how they've gotten so far with it. It's like I mentioned earlier in the show. They're moving this ball towards the goal line, an inch, a foot, a yard at a time. Remember what Klaus Schwab said? This COVID represents the greatest opportunity to basically implement the new world order, to push it further down. And they did. Look at the tyranny with the masks. Look at the fact how the government's now fighting to put the mask back so they can punish you again if you don't want to wear a mask. All of this stuff, guys, is being used to promote their agenda, but praise be to God Almighty, we are making a difference. You, the patriots of the United States of America, you who were raised with Christianity, with Jesus Christ in your heart and your mind, or who've accepted Christ as an adult, you are standing the ground against this group. That's why I say, without Jesus, we don't have a hope, but with Christ, we have victory. We have to always, always understand this. Really, really important. By the way, the Food and Drug Administration has sprung into action because there's been a 100 reports of Lucky Charms cereal poisoning. But what about the millions of people that have been injured because of the COVID vaccine? Where's the FDA report on that? Millions now dead globally. Where's the FDA report? Why are they not springing into action? Again, I went into detail. Austin's gone into detail this week on this. The FDA is fully and totally 100% compromised at the highest levels. I love you guys. I appreciate it. Make sure to listen to Austin tonight. Austin, finish it up. You guys have a wonderful weekend. Oh, you absolutely nailed it on the head. <laughs> That's why if you guys go back and listen, I think the Wednesday show, I went into detail on what the FDA is all about and what, how they're compromised and how they literally have this, this pay for play aspect that they do now. They get over, you know, almost what, $900 million a year in pay from the pharmaceutical companies that go directly to the review board on the FDA. They literally pay to get their stuff approved. And if they don't pay, very few companies get their stuff approved. It's, I mean, it's so blatantly obvious. It's very disturbing, quite frankly, <laughs> to see it go like this and to see so many people actually still think the FDA is there for your safety and protection when in reality 
I think we've all realized now, especially if this, if this shot, this RNA gene therapy shot that got emergency use and basically because nothing else was viable, yet they didn't bring up any other topics that could be used to help with natural immunity and help with your natural immune system. They showed everybody very clearly what their overall goal is. And this is why I think more and more people are starting to kind of wake up and understand this isn't okay. Nothing about what we have seen is okay. Nothing about what is continually happening is okay. We're all starting to get a very clear, grim picture of what these clowns are really trying to do, and essentially it's making you sick. And that's why it's so important you continue to keep your immune system strong, continue to exercise, continue to get through, and make sure you're keeping your body taken care of. You know, staying off a lot of the high fructose corn syrups and the high high sugar foods, keeping your blood sugar stable. I've had so many people now that you you know, their doctors have wanted to put them on, you know, blood sugar drugs and metformin, all kinds of stuff. They call me up and say, what should I do? I said, well, you have to make your own decision. I'm not giving any type of medical advice or, you know, medication advice, period. I said, but I do know I have a couple of really good supplements that can help out with healthy blood sugar, one of those being the cinnamon extract. I said, that's worked out tremendously with people, even talk show hosts that I know that you guys listen to that basically has got their blood sugar back under control with natural supplementation. And it's not that the drugs can't sometimes have a purpose for a specific reason. I'm not saying I'm not saying all drugs are bad, but what I'm saying is the pharmaceutical industrial complex is paying to have their drugs approved by the FDA. The global aspect of the pharmaceutical industrial complex is like half a trillion dollars. The United States spends more money on pharmaceutical drugs than any other country in the world, yet we happen to be one of the sickest first world industrial complexes in the entire world. Why is that? It's because we stop relying on natural nutrition. We stop relying on natural supplementation, and all we've done now is continue to push more and more and more drugs on the general populace instead of actually looking at things and going, hey, you know what? Maybe I should look at my body. Maybe I should look at what I'm putting into my body and being responsible for yourself. That concept's eluded the large percentage of Americans, and we have to get that back, that we're responsible for ourselves. We're responsible for our family. That's when I hear comments from people about more gun control, and I'm like, what, how, how is gun control work in all these cities that are absolutely crime-ridden, like Chicago and New York, that they have some of the strictest gun laws in the world, yet criminals still get guns? Well, because it's simply a tool. The gun doesn't get up and shoot somebody. You don't see an AR-15 on a table assemble itself and the top, the a lower snaps into the upper and it racks the charging handle and basically jumps up and starts shooting people. That's never occurred. Not one time in history has that ever occurred, ever. And it can't because it's not a living entity. It's a piece of aluminum and steel. That's all it is. If you could say the same concept about a hammer or a samurai sword or a spear. Anything can be used as a tool or a weapon to injure somebody or to protect somebody. It's the person that commits the crime. It's the individual that is involved with that. That's why they try to do this. They want to take away the aspect of, oh, it's personal responsibility not to do that. It's personal responsibility to maintain your security and safety and take care of yourself. And they want to flip it back on everybody else and say, well, no, 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 no. It's not your responsibility. You don't have the right to protect yourself. You need to rely on law enforcement. Like Macron said, my friends, it doesn't matter what these clowns lie to you about. You have to remember the truth. It is always up to our responsibility to protect our family and continue to keep your body and your mind strong through all these very strange things that are continuing to go along now and continue to get the truth out there as much as possible. Because like I said earlier, 
when you start seeing what's going on in China with these lockdowns and how far of human rights violations they're pushing, I personally think right now everybody needs to make sure they're staying very well prepared because what's going to start occurring, in my opinion, I think they're going to start trying to use COVID cases or some other incident to try to bring back their last-ditch effort to try to grasp the American populace. They are absolutely irate about this Florida judge right now. I mean, they're eviscerating her. Every single platform is trying to basically discredit her for what she's doing right now. And you think about it for a second. What did they actually do? Oh, you don't have to wear a little paper cloth mask over your mouth whenever you're flying, but you can take it down when you're drinking water and eating the entire time, but you're in a sealed cockpit with another 40, 50, 80, 100, 200 people. And, uh, yeah, you now can travel without a muzzle on your face. This is what they're trying to do. It's all about control and domination. So thank you again for supporting Health Masters and supporting your other local groups that are getting the truth out there and supporting local businesses and online businesses that are standing up for the truth. Continue to stay strong. Keep your supplies up for what you need. we got a lot of stuff on sale right now. As I told you guys yesterday, there's a lot of weird stuff going on with all these warehouse fires all across the country with these agricultural and all these food processing plants. Very strangely timed over the last couple weeks, and I'll talk about that in detail a little bit more with Doug tonight. So continue, my friends, to stay prepped as always. Have a blessed, safe, awesome weekend. Continue to stay strong. I got my son's big birthday party this weekend. We ended up not having it last week because we had the Easter Sunday celebration, Resurrection Sunday. And so we got a birthday party for him tomorrow. So he's super excited. Turning whopping six years old. <laughs> so you guys have a blessed time. Have a great weekend. I'll talk to you again on this show Monday as always.